The following programming has been made possible in part by the generous support of BITS, Blind Information Technology Specialists. An affiliated American Council of the Blind, BITS provides career development for computer professionals. For over 50 years, BITS has been on the forefront of industry, promoting and advocating on information access and technology that improves the quality of life for people who are blind and visually impaired. Learn more about BITS programs and how to become a member by visiting their website at www.bits-acb.org. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Vispero training series. We do these weekly, and we put them up for you for podcasts, and we hope you enjoy what you're going to hear. Today, with us, we've got Ron Miller back once again to talk about another interesting product. And so let's welcome Ron back to the Vispero training series. Well, that was my welcome. He didn't say welcome, Ron. Welcome, Ron. Get to it, <laughs> would you please? <laughs> yes, sir. I sure will. Oh, man. It's great to be back again. I, I feel like I should get a hat and a T-shirt pretty soon because I get to be here uh, fairly often now, which is pretty cool. I like it a lot. So glad to be here today as I was we were discussing before the show. This is going to be an interesting presentation because I have no assisting audio. And we're going to talk about the Focus Scratchpad today. <clears throat> and uh, that's all good, and I'm glad to do it, but there won't be any second audio. So this is, this is what we have because the Scratchpad and the Focus in and of itself is silent. So this will be kind of fun. So let's talk about... What the, oh, and by the way, if, if uh, you know, uh, we've got some, some folks with us in the room who can watch for questions, do that kind of thing. I'm going to make this pretty free form. We're not going to do PowerPoint or anything super duper uh, formal. So if you want to ask questions uh, that are, of course, apropos to the topic, that's all good. Sheila is with us and will help us Sheila with that a little us. later that's on. That's right. Yep. Um, she is the, the, um, the host. <laughs> the host and the boss of the room. I was trying to think of, the, the, I was going to say the queen of the room, but. Oh, well, that works. sounds, <laughs> Nobody's sounds like the prom. I know, and, and you can be the queen of the room. I'm okay with that. <laughs> so if you want to raise your you. hand to ask Ron a question when he's uh, doing his presentation, it's Alt-Y on the computer. It is Option-Y on a Mac. It is on your screen on a smartphone, and it is star 9 on the landline. And with that, she proves why she is here. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't have that all memorized. Thank you. That is great. So uh, that's much appreciated. So first, let's say, what is the scratch pad? Because there are people who know about the Focus Blue Braille displays and don't know about the scratch pad, or they've heard of a scratch pad thing and don't know what it is. So the Focus Braille display, uh, Focus has been our Braille display line since 2002. We first, we released our Focus, our first Focus Braille display, Braille displays, uh, and they came in 44, 70, and 84 cell flavors. And that goes back quite a ways now. 2002 is a long time, though it didn't seem like that long a time back then. 
And um, we've kept the Focus product name. Uh, in 2009, we released the first Focus 40 Blue. Blue because it, it it contained Bluetooth, included Bluetooth for the first time. And the Focus Blue Braille Display product name has, has gone on since then. And the most current version is the Focus 14, 40, and 80 Blue Braille Displays. Uh, the fifth generation, counting backwards from September of 2017 when these were released. And uh, after a couple of years, either 2018 or I want to say 2018, so it might have been one year, perhaps 2019, uh, we released a firmware build that included uh, some firmware changes to the Focus Braille displays. And one of those changes was the scratch pad. And the scratch pad is a very, very simple notes editor. So it's it's intended to be sort of your your pencil and paper replacement. You can have the Focus Braille display with you, have it in its carry case, and somebody says, let me give you a phone number, or let me tell you these things. Or if you're sitting in class, don't have a computer, don't have a note taker, but you want to take some notes, the uh, scratch pad lets you do that and lets you save notes uh, to an inserted micro SD card on your Braille display. And um, it's it's good in that it is easy. It is very simple. It has no pretensions of being a note taker in and of itself, uh, but it does let you jot those notes down. The other changes made to the firmware when this actually, uh, yeah, when the scratch pad was introduced uh, was we added a clock and a calendar. Now we can't keep appointments or set up alarms or anything like that, but what you can do with the clock and calendar, of course, is ask it what the date and time is, but you can also insert the date and the time into a Scratchpad notes file. So, for example, when I take notes, uh, if, I've gonna, if I'm going to have a, a, a notes file that I keep going back to, I save and keep adding to it, um, I will paste the time or the date. I will paste the date, actually, uh, at the top of the file and begin to take my notes below it. And uh, then when I open that file again to take more notes, uh, I start at the beginning of the file, paste the date again. So it's, it shows up in reverse chronological order. These tend to be meeting notes. And so I can read backwards, backwards through time in those notes. So that's the kind of thing you can do with the scratch pad. It, it lets you, my notes say, it enables you to create and save notes to an inserted micro SD card. So that's what I said. Um, you can also open and read formatted Braille files, .brf and .brl files that you might have downloaded from bookshare.org, NLS Bard, and other libraries that offer formatted Braille files. And you can also open and read plain text files, literally .txt files. They do need to be in UTF-8 format, not ANSI, but UTF-8, but that's something you can change in the Save As dialog uh, from all of the major text editors. So um, it lets you do those kinds of things. When I say it offers basic functionality, um, it gives you file navigation. You can move through your file and read it. Some basic editing features are available. You can cut, copy, paste text. So you can select text, cut it, or copy it, and paste it again somewhere else in the file. And uh, you write these notes using the Perkins keyboard on the uh, on the Focus Braille display. And you can use plain text. You can use contracted Braille. So just so you know, Scratchpad will save in two different file formats. 
There's our proprietary Scratchpad file format, which is .fnz or .fnz, depending on how you want to say that. And FNZ files are our proprietary notes files. And they are different than other files in that they are literally um, the recordings of the keystrokes you made, the dot patterns and spaces and uh, line spaces that you enter. So there's no real intelligence there. The, the scratchpad doesn't care what you write. Uh, if you're writing in English Braille, you can write it in uncontracted computer braille you can do it in grade one literary braille and contracted literary braille any flavor of grade two contracted braille grade three braille if you learned that all kinds of stuff you can make up your own contractions you can do all kinds of things you can do all kinds of things because uh, scratchpad doesn't care it doesn't translate or back translate anything it literally remembers the dot patterns that you're entering and when you open up a file it reproduces those dot patterns very faithfully so when someone asks, does it support, and pick it, does it support French Braille, uh, Chinese Braille, Japanese Braille, Spanish Braille, um, you know, computer Braille, contracted Braille, it will support any of these. It doesn't care. In a .fnz file, uh, you're, just, you're just entering whatever you want, and it memorizes the keystrokes and puts them in into a file, okay? Uh, if you want to do this as a plain text File .txt file, you have to write in computer Braille. <clears throat> Excuse me, because that way, uh, if you move that file into a computer, it actually makes sense. If you're opening it up in Notepad or Notepad or one of the other text editors that looks at and will uh, open .txt files. So, the only rule for uh, FNZ files, proprietary Braille notes files, is there are no rules. You can do whatever you want. If you're writing this as a text file and want to save it as a text file, then you have to write it in computer Braille. The focus is not smart enough, and the Scratchpad app is not smart enough to uh, to let you write it in some flavor of contracted Braille and then back translate it for you. As I said, it's a very simple, simple text editor, a notes editor. If you do write it in contracted Braille, and your focus is connected to a computer or another device uh, that accepts Braille input. So let's say you're using a computer running JAWS or you're using an iOS device with voiceovers as the two examples that I use it in. You can actually export the content, contents of an FNZ file. So I've created a Scratchpad file, a Scratchpad Braille file, and I want to export that to my computer, the only thing you have to remember, the only thing, and you must remember this if you want a good result, is that you have to have, let's say, JAWS as your screen reader or whatever screen reader you're using. It needs to be able to accept Braille input in the format that you've put into those notes because Scratchpad doesn't care, but it literally, when you export the contents of a file, will send those keystrokes to the computer or to your connected device, like your iOS device, uh, as if you're actually brailing away on the keyboard. It just sends those keystrokes straight up the, uh, the pipe, if you will, uh, to your device. So, for example, if I want to export my files, I write in UEB, Unified English Braille Code. I will set JAWS to do contracted Braille input, and it's set to UEB. And so when I say export, I've got Oh, Notepad or Word or whatever, any edit file that will allow that JAWS will accept uh, contracted Braille in. I'll export my file content, and it will show up in the edit field on my computer. 
in you know in in using the Braille format that I use. That works also on my iPhone. Okay, so you can get your notes out of the uh, Scratchpad application out of your Scratchpad notes file. Uh, just remember to set your uh, screen reader to the flavor of Braille that you're using. I know a lot of people outside the U.S. Uh, use uh, uncontracted literary Braille. Not all languages have a contracted Braille format. Um, and you can do that, of course, as well. Some use just plain computer Braille. And remember, Scratchpad in the proprietary notes uh, FNZ format, it, uh, it doesn't care. What will care will be the screen reader that you're exporting to. Okay. So hopefully I've, I've got that pretty clear for you guys. If not, you can ask about that. So I'm sitting with my Focus Braille display in front of me, and I have a micro SD card inserted, and you have to have an SD card in the SD card reader. Uh, if you don't, Scratchpad doesn't work because it uses the SD card, that micro SD card, as the memory that's going to support Scratchpad. That's where all of your files go. That's where the folder structure lives. That's all on your SD card. You pull the card out, and uh, uh, the Scratchpad doesn't work. It can't work because there's no place for it to put files and things. Um, for those of you who have never done this before, if you purchased a Focus Braille display after the Scratchpad application had been added to the firmware, we began to ship our Focus Braille displays with an 8 gigabyte micro SD card already inserted into the card reader. Okay, if you got an earlier unit, 2017, uh, early 2018, uh, then you didn't get a micro SD card. They're not real expensive, but just remember it has to be the micro SD card. They're pretty small. They're about the size of my index fingernail. They're pretty little, and I don't have big fingers. So, so for convenience, uh, once the scratch pad feature was introduced, we began to send the units out with the cards. You don't have to fiddle around trying to insert a card. And eight gigabytes will hold a lot, a lot of notes files or text files or BRF files. That's a lot of space. Um, these kinds of files don't take up nearly as much room as a Word document or a PDF document or anything does. There's not a lot of markup or, or there's no markup or anything like that in these files. So they're very basic. Um, 99 point something percent of their content is literally um, content. It's what's in the file. Okay. If you need to find the SD card, the micro SD card reader, I got to remember to call it a micro SD card reader. Um, for those of you who have a Focus Braille display, you can put that in front of you like I have mine. And if you feel the underside of the left bumper and feel that left side of the display, you'll feel the power button. It sticks out pretty far. And with your finger, I have my finger bumped up against the, the side of the power button, the side closest to the front of the display, since it sticks out the left side. With the pad of my finger touching the underside of the bumper, if I slide my finger forward along that bumper, I'll feel a cutout. And um, it's a just sort of a uh, um, spot where the where the surface of the bumper is indented. It's about the width of my finger. It reminds me very much. It reminds me very much of the cutouts in a sidewalk you'd find at a driveway. Okay, so uh, the the material goes. In this case, up because I'm feeling the underside of the bumper. But there's a goes it gets cut out and you go across, and then it comes back down to its normal level. If you put your finger in that little cutout area, or that driveway, and you slide it toward the body of the focus, you're going to feel 
if you have an SD card inserted, you'll feel the edge of the SD card. And then below that, you'll feel kind of a crescent shape. That's the edge of the card reader. If you don't have an SD card in the card reader, you'll feel that crescent shape in an open slot where the card will go. Okay, so that's where your SD card is located if you have one inserted. If you purchase the Focus Braille display prior to the release of the scratch pad and the other, the new firmware, newer firmware, um, you'll have to get a micro SD card, and that's where you that's where you will insert it. Okay. If you want to remove the micro SD card, you just push it in with your fingernail, and I'm not going to do that now because in my scratch pad won't work. Push it in with your fingernail, and uh, the card will click and pop out. It's a push in, push out kind of thing. You press it to release it and press it to lock it in place. The card slides out a little bit. You've got to get your fingernail and kind of pull it out towards you. You've got to fiddle it. Remember, it's little. Please don't drop it in the carpet. <laughs> I find it hard to find if I do that. <clears throat> and to reinsert it, um, you want to actually hold the card with the um, the edge. There's a there's a, an, an edge that helps you grab it and, and use it. So one edge of the card, one side of the card has this edge, and that edge will point downwards in the case of our micro SD card reader. There's also a bump on one edge of the card. That should be to the left, so just to help you orient it. Okay, don't want you to put it in the wrong way. If you put it in the wrong way, it's really hard to get out. So that's where that is located. So I will assume you have that in there. If you if you have your Focus Braille display powered on and you don't have an active connection in front of you, well, even if you do, you can press and hold the menu key, which is located between dots one and four, and press the letter N like notes. Okay? Hold the menu, press N, release them both. Again, it's dots one, three, four, five, the letter N, and you're placed into a new file. If you haven't had a file open right now, you're in a brand new file, you'll just feel a blank line, there's nothing on the display, and you can immediately begin to enter text because if somebody says, hey, I want to tell you something, or I want you to take a note or whatever, you don't want to have to try and open up a new file and go with all that. So what we did by default is if you didn't already have a file open, then pressing menus key N will put you into a brand new open file and you can begin brailing to your heart's content. Okay. If you want to uh, flip back to braille display mode, if you will, you press menu plus the letter B and that puts you right, uh, puts you right back into if you have an active connection or to the status line, if you don't, and it puts the scratch pad in the background. It doesn't close it. Um, <clears throat> it's ready for you to, uh, to get back into and to use. So menu N to go to the scratch pad. Think of menu, menus key and notes. And then menus key or menu key and the letter B for Braille to go back to Braille display output. And you'll see whatever active USB or Bluetooth connection might be up and running. Okay. And it'll display that. Or if you don't have an active connection, you'll see the status line that has the clock display and the, the, um, uh, percentage of charge, that kind of stuff. Okay. So that's a toggle. Well, it's not a toggle. I'm sorry. Menus N to get in, menus B to get out. If you have the scratch pad open and you press right shift plus the letter H, right shift plus H, think of right shift plus help. It opens up the scratch pad's help file. You can read through there, see what commands are available to you, read all the keystrokes, read about the scratch pad. So right shift 
plus H. And the right shift key is the key that's on the front panel of the Braille display. It's at the very center. You'll feel two square buttons that uh, they are sort of out from the front face of the display a little bit, right next to each other. So the right one of those, you press that plus the letter H, and that opens up the help file. If you're done reading the help file, you press Z chord, which all of you who have been in note taker land for a long time probably recognize. That's the Braille equivalent of the escape key, Z plus spacebar Z chord. And uh, that will close the help file and it'll put you back into whatever file was opened originally. Okay. So that's how we get you there into help and out of help. When you're in a notes file, Assuming you've got some text written down, uh, let me tell you the commands to move you through the text, through the file. Okay. And these will probably pretty, be pretty familiar to you, these file navigation commands. If you want to move to the next line, you can press dot four chord, which is dot four with a space bar. And I'll, for those of you not familiar with our nomenclature, chord merely means you're adding space to whatever dot keys you're pressing. So dot four with space bar, dot four chord moves you down line by line, but like pressing the down arrow key, or you can use one of the rocker bars at the front of the Braille display and move yourself down line by line. To move to the previous line, you probably know this, it's dot one chord or the rocker bar up. If I want to move to the next word, I press dot five chord, dot five in the space bar, Previous word is dot two chord. And you'll see there's a, a pattern here. Uh, to move to the next character is dot six chord. And the previous character is dot three chord. So if you think about how this works, it moves up and down your two rows of Braille dot keys, right? Dot one chord and dot four chord is previous line, next line, dot two chord and dot five chord is previous word next word and dot three chord and dot one chord is previous character next character you think about your index fingers are up and down line middle fingers previous and next word ring fingers previous and next character so there's there's a, a symmetry there right l chord dots one two three chord moves you to the top of the file and four five six chord the other the other side of the uh, of your hands I uh, will move you to the end of the file. Okay, so that is how that works for you. Backspace is dot seven, and a new line, enter, is dot eight. At either end of the Braille line on the Focus Braille display are the nav rockers, two rocker buttons, and they allow you to move through files by line, by paragraph, or to pan forward and backwards through a, through a file. And those are individually programmable. I can set one to move me by, oh, let's say by, by Braille panning. So it's display length by display length. And the other one to move by paragraph if I want to skim down through stuff and look for something. And you set those individually by pressing the nav mode button, which is the small round button. Each, there's one above each nav rocker. And as you, as you press those, they will cycle between line, paragraph, and display panning. Excuse me, and display panning, and they're individually programmable. Okay, and um, 
that can be kind of handy, <laughs> I think, anyways. Scratchpad does have a menu system. If you press the menu button, again, that's located between dots one and four on the Braille keyboard, it opens up a menu uh, which contains several sub-menus or menus. They're, they're very much like the menu bar that's been across a, a Windows screen forever. And uh, they let you do a number of things. So if you press them, uh, you'll see that there's a file menu, an edit menu, an export menu, and a help menu. And uh, we deviated a little bit from what you might be used to seeing. You don't see these uh, these various these various menu titles, file, edit, export, and help across the display from left to right. Uh, instead, you see the, the name of the menu, and as you move up and down through the four menus available to you with the rocker bar or dot four chord and dot one chord, you will see the menu that you can actually invoke uh, on the left end of your display line. So as I click down through here, I see file, edit, export, help, and then it wraps file, edit, export, help. Um, you can use 456 chord or L chord to move to the bottom or the top of this menu system, but they do wrap. Okay, and you can do a number of things in there. The file menu, if I press dot eight, I can invoke that file menu. You can invoke any menu by pressing dot eight. Uh, you could tap a cursor router above the file name. That'll get you there as well. If I press Z chord, say 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 I'm on the file menu. I press dot eight and, and oh, it takes me into the file submenu. And I say I didn't want to be there. I actually wanted edit, and I just had one of those moments where my finger just moved without me. <laughs> I can press Z chord, which again is the equivalent of escape, and it moves me up one level back to the main menu system. And I can use the rocker bars to go down to edit, let's say, if that's where I wanted to be or on export. But let's start with the file menu. There's a number of choices in the file menu you can make. There's new, there's open, save, save as, delete, and exit. And they're all pretty self-explanatory, uh, I hope. Uh, they will help you to uh, open up a new file or create a new file, open an existing file. Let's start with new, though. So if I wanted to create a new file, if I press enter on new, remember that's dot eight, uh, I go right into a file. I can begin to type things. The quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog just to be way stereotypical. And I did that in contracted braille because I can. If I want to save that file, there is a save command right in the file menu. I can tap the menu button, press enter to go to the file menu, and then arrow down to save and press enter. Or if I want to use a hotkey, I can press right shift and then the letter S. And the first thing I see is the Braille display asks me TXT, Y slash N. Do I want to make this a text file? Yes or no? Now remember, if you opt to do this as a text file, this has to be done in computer Braille. I don't want to do that. I did it in contracted Braille. So I'm going to tell it N. No, I don't want to make it a text file. And immediately the display says enter file name. And uh, then I've got to enter a file name. Now, again, remember the display does not care, especially now that this is not a text file. It doesn't care what the file name is. Um, so I could use contracted Braille. 
because that's kind of a bad idea when I'm talking to a PC or my iPhone or whatever for file names, I'm going to do this in computer Braille just so I don't get into bad habits. That's, that's not a rule. It's just something I do. Uh, and I'll call this, uh, what do I, I don't know what to call this. Um, ACB demo. And then I press dot eight, enter. And it says file was saved, period. Now that message right now is a static message. I can tap a, uh, uh, I can, I can tap my up or down rocker bar and make that go away. And I'm left with my cursor right at the end of my sentence. So I can create a new file in that way. Okay. Uh, if I wish to open a file, it's very similar. I can press the menu button. I see file right in front of me. Press enter on file. Rocker bar down to open. And press enter there. Now here's where it gets interesting because it says select file. And if I use my arrow key, my... My actually my nav my uh, I could use a nav rocker I guess but uh, nope if I use the rocker bar sorry made an assumption there I don't normally use the the nav rocker to do this but I thought well so anyways if I use a rocker bar I see that I have two folders to choose from there is a books folder and a notes folder so just so you know what this is all about the books folder contains the BRF files the the Braille uh, ready formatted file. Which I would get from Bookshare.org, NLS Bard, I think CNIB does them, uh, and RNIB. I'll offer contracted Braille files. The others might, and I apologize to friends outside of the U.S. I don't know as much about that as I probably should, um, but a lot of places give you formatted Braille files, and the file extension is .brf. Those files are going to be placed in the books folder for two reasons. One, because you're not going to edit them, and in the notes folder, they're not going to be treated properly. And also, if those files are put in the books folder, um, when you read through a Braille file, and you're done reading, and you close that file, Scratchpad will remember your place in that file. It will not do that for you unless the file is in the books folder. And I will add, if you put subfolders into the books folder, you want to organize your books into subfolders, I'm, I'm sorry to report that right now at least, uh, it will not remember your place in the book. So it's got to be directly in the books folder. Can't have any subfolders and sub-subfolders under that. So, um, you know, if you, if you like to read C.S. Lewis and you want to put all of your books into a C.S. Lewis subfolder in books, it won't remember your place, which I find very annoying. I, don't, I, want, I want it to remember my place. So uh, just for now, put them in the books folder. You can also put text files that you want to be able to read, but you're not going to edit. And that's important because right now we can only do text files and notes files up to 32 kilobytes in size. And that's a lot of notes and that's a lot of text uh, content. But if you grab a text file from somewhere else, and I'm thinking uh, things like uh, Gutenberg, uh, Project Gutenberg, where text files can be really big, and other places that do large text files. Like I found in Project Gutenberg long ago, I found Roger's Thesaurus, and I grabbed it, and it was, uh, it was something like 1.5 megs in size. It was big. You wouldn't want to put that into the notes file, uh, notes folder, because it just it won't know what to do with it. it. It won't handle stuff that big. So you put those. You want you want to put files that are Braille files, and text files 
that you're going to just read. They're, they're nothing you're going to edit into the books folder. And by the way, you cannot edit BRF files. You cannot edit Braille files. They're there so you can grab them and read them. So let's go into the books folder. Your notes folder are kind of obvious. Uh, it will hold the notes that you've created, whether it's a .fnz Braille notes or .txt plain text notes. And so you can do either or. When you've decided whether you want to look in the books folder or the notes folder, you press enter on whichever folder you've chosen. And then you'll see, it looks like uh, left parentheses, period, period, right parentheses, and computer braille. So you arrow down, and um, you'll see, in, in my case, I chose books. And so I've got uh, authentic recipes from Jamaica. <laughs> oh, from Malaysia, sorry, that I'm reading. It's a BRF file that I grabbed because I know nothing about Malaysian recipes. I thought that'll be cool to see. So once you've picked your file, you press enter on it, which is eight. Scratchpad very nicely says loading file, and it's it, it was much faster than it took me to say it, uh, it. It's already opened my file, and I've got the recipes of Malaysia in front of me. Food in Malaysia, I'm on page five, where Asia's greatest cuisine meets and mingle. And uh, opposite uh, traditional, uh, traditionally built of wood, and... Uh, Anyways, I'm, I'm not going to tap, which is thatch. It's describing an image, Malaysian house image. So I can, using the nav rockers, move down through by paragraph, which lets me kind of skim down through the paragraphs, or by lines, or by display panning. Just so you know, by the way, you have two ways to pan through your document. You can use the left and right panning buttons on the front of the Braille display, or you can use the nav rockers if you've set one or both to panning. Okay. So. Again, to review, to open a file, you go to the file menu, press enter on file, use the rocker bars to get down to open, press enter there, select the folder, either book or notes that you want to open, then use the rocker bar to get down to your file or files that are in that folder, select the folder, or sorry, <laughs> select the file, don't want to confuse me or anybody else, and then press enter to open the file and you can begin reading, okay? Uh, let me ask real quickly, do we have any questions so far? I've gone on for quite a long time with just me talking in a monologue here. Well, no, sir. Nobody's got their hand raised, so if uh -oh. you need a refresher on hand raising. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're not all asleep. It's it's tough when you've got no audio but the person talking. Yeah, right? yeah. I want to avoid the droning thing of media going on and on and on, and everybody's nodded off. <laughs> okay, Beth. You may unmute. I guess I guilted her into it. <laughs> uh oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Very interesting. Thank you, uh, Ron and everybody. I was wondering what was the uh, reason for going with the FNZ file instead of .brl or .brf? It's a good, good question. Thank you for asking a question, too. I'm glad you think it's interesting. That's encouraging. I took this particular uh, request with a little bit of trepidation because I'm like, wow, Scratchpad doesn't talk. It's just going to be me. So the reason is, is that a, a notes file like this, a Scratchpad file, it doesn't have to be any particular flavor of Braille. It's whatever you want to enter. Because remember, it's it's just logging your keystrokes, right? So if we made it a BRL or a BRF file, um, we'd have to actually use a Braille table and use somebody's code, ASCII or ANSI code, to represent those characters. 
instead of just logging your keystrokes or remembering your keystrokes. Um, this was intended to be a real simple editor, uh, just so you could you know jot notes that you could go back to. So um, it's in to to put it quite bluntly, the Focus is a pretty dumb device. It's not a note taker. And so there's not that much overhead to start loading a bunch of different language tables and Braille contraction tables and what have you. Because once we open up the door, right, the, the nose of the camel's in there, okay, they're BRF files. Well, I don't like UEB. I want to use the older, you know, United States contracted Braille, BANA, old North American BANA Braille. I want to use British Braille. I want to use grade three. <laughs> you see where this goes, right? Uh-huh. And it's not a bad thing, but this was never intended to be a Braille light, for example. It's, it's a pretty dumb device. It's a good device. Um, I like it. I use it everywhere but in the shower, but it's, uh, it's not a note taker. So FNZ... And that you can blame me for FNZ. I was a product manager at the time. Um, and it, it literally stands for Focus Notes because <laughs> I had to call it something. And I looked uh, and searched the internet and looked for file extensions and found one that wasn't already taken. And FNZ was it. So that's how we got FNZ. It's it's just Focus Notes. Okay. And the the other question I had was when you're choosing what you want to do, can you do first letter nav? You cannot right now. We're looking at that. Um, I would like us to, but right now, for example, if I do E for edit, it doesn't. It just sits there. You've got to use the rocker bar to get up and down through this. Now, the file system just isn't that deep. I see where this is going probably is once I put, you know, 50 books into my book file, I might want to jump to that book. So, it is something product management is aware of. Uh, we didn't get it in there in our first passes on Scratchpad. Uh, hopefully, in the future, they might be able to do it again. Overhead is is low, so again, this isn't so bright. <laughs> um, and it it does take a, a degree of, you know, sort of software smartness to uh, to be able to make it do first letter navigation like that. Um, the other issue, of course, is it's not really Braille table smart, so. You know, we have to introduce more smarts and and more of a Braille table to make it no first letter and go looking for that. So we know people want it, believe me, and we're listening. So we'll see if they can actually pull that off in the hardware development side of things. It's a good question, though. I appreciate it. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you, Beth. That's all, Ron. Okay. No problem. So let me go back in here and look at the menus that we've been talking about. So we've talked about pretty much the file menu. <clears throat> the other stuff is pretty easy. Save and save as. Um, remember, right shift S, or you can go to the save or save as. And uh, save, once I've opened up a, an editable file, that just saves my changes. Save as lets me go in and call that thing by a different name, for example. And just as an example, I've got this. Remember the, the, the Malaysian recipes, authentic recipes from Malaysia open. And I went ahead and did save as, and it says not supported. <laughs> so you've got to have a supported file format open for that to work. I'm going to be, I'm going to take just a minute. I'm going to open up a file, a notes file this time. <clears throat> Excuse me. My allergies are, are going crazy. It is springtime here in Florida, and our oak trees have decided it is the time to find each other. So they are. But it's still pretty. It's beautiful in Florida. (laughs) It's great in Florida. I certainly don't knock that. But when the oak trees get all enthusiastic, there's all kinds of pollen. (laughs) Yeah. 
I live in Orlando, so I know. Well, you know exactly what I'm talking about, the green fuzz. And other parts of the country go, oh, yeah, we know about that. But you don't get green fuzz in piles two and three feet deep. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know it. We have enthusiastic oak trees here. Yeah. So I'll go back to my ACB demo file. And uh, if I go to save as... It says text, yes or no. So you have the option to convert that file to text. Please, oh, please, oh, please, be careful when you do that. Because if you've written all this in contracted Braille flavor, I'm not sure what it's going to look like when you uh, change it to text. I'm not going to try it here. I'm just not brave enough. So I'm going to tell it no when it asks me. And it asks me to enter a file name. And... um I said at the last minute here, I don't want to do that. And I did Z chord, Z with space. Remember, that's escape. That'll get you out. That's your escape hatch. So I stopped the save as process. Okay. Let's look at edit for a moment. This is where the fun happens. In the edit menu, we've got all your normal culprits. We've got cut, copy, paste. And then a goodie, we've got paste time or paste date. I can press enter on any of those. And then we've got find and find next. So think back to the old Blazy note takers. You used to be able to do, man, I want to think it was F chord, but it's been long enough. I may not be remembering this right. And you could put in a string and it would go find it. And remember, this doesn't care what the word is. This cares about the dot pattern string that you're looking for. So if you've done something really creative in your brailing, it doesn't care. For example, uh, those of you who might know grade three Braille, you know, dot five G is God, dot five J is Jesus. Um, was it dot five V I think is love. So those sorts of things. Um, if you're doing that sort of thing or, or ADE, if you want to show the letters ADE, you just put a J uh, at the middle or end of a word. So grade is GRJ. Um, it'll go looking for those for you. It's looking for the dot patterns. So it'll find it for you, or there's a find next. And then there's a way of selecting. You can set a mark and uh, go from the mark, and it'll select from mark to cursor. And, of course, you can cut or copy stuff. And then there's a paste command. So, again, simple editing tools. They're in the edit menu. The export menu does only one thing. Once you're ready to export, you've got whatever device you're connected to via Bluetooth or USB. If it's ready for the kind of Braille you used in your Scratchpad notes file, it will export it for you and it will send it upstream and it will show up in the edit field that you have open. It doesn't care if it's a, uh, a document, an email message. It doesn't matter. It's just going to drop it right in there as if you're brailing it. And the help menu, again, launches the help file. That's what it's there for. It's what it does. And if you've got the help file open, Z chord brings you out. It gets you out of there. Okay. So that's in a big nutshell how that works, okay? Hopefully that's not too uh, uh, convoluted, <laughs> okay? Let me give you a couple other commands I want you to know. We talked about um, how to open up the help file, how to do those things. I know we've done a lot of commands. Uh, one of your best friends is Z chord, of course, which is escape. Um, if you want to Close Scratchpad. Remember, if you press B chord to go back to Braille display mode and look at your active connection or to make an active connection or whatever, say your, your phone rings and you want to see the caller ID and you want to accept the call using the controls on your, on your focus, or a text comes in and you want to take a look, you press B chord. 
it flips you back to Braille display mode, but it leaves Scratchpad open in the background. Okay, um, so you can press N chord and go, or sorry, not B chord. If you press menu with B, I say again, menu with B, flips you back into Braille display mode and you can look and interact with whatever you have connected. If you press menu with N, it takes you right back into Scratchpad, right into the file you had open at the place you left off. If you want to close Scratchpad, you can do it from the file menu. We did see that and I did mention it. There's an exit option there. But if you want to, just in the middle of whatever you're doing, close it. You can press right shift plus X, like X-ray or exit. Right shift plus X will immediately close that menu for you. It'll get you out of there. Um, that's handy if you just want it out of the way right now. And uh, it will, though, if you've made changes to your file, it will ask you, do you want to save your file? Because... You may have done a whole lot of note-taking, and then all of a sudden something comes up. You want to close it really fast. Well, it gives you a chance to say, yes, let's, let's save the file, please. And it'll do that for you. If you've got books files, BRF files, on, in your computer, and you want to transfer that to Scratchpad, you can do that. You can move those files from your PC right to your Focus Braille display. You do not have to remove the micro SD card and put it into a card reader or anything like that. You can move it right from your computer to your uh, Focus Braille display to the scratch pad, okay? Um, and that's all done using uh, my computer or this PC, that kind of thing. Here's a couple of things you need to remember. You've got to configure the Focus to allow you to copy files to or from the micro SD card. So you're going to put it into um, external memory mode, if you will. You're going to tell it, hey, you're not a Braille display now. You're a memory device. To do that, you guys ready? To do that, you've got to shut the power off, power the unit down, connect it. Uh, well, in a minute, let's do this this way. Shut the unit off, press and hold the left panning button, and simultaneously power the unit back on. Okay. And it will come up. You'll see it come up. The status line will come on so you know it's powered on. And then you connect the USB cable. I was going to tell you to do it backwards, and I apologize. So press and hold the, with it powered off. You press and hold the left panning button and press and hold the power button at the same time. You're doing this simultaneously until the unit powers up. Then you can release the buttons, and you can uh, connect the USB cable. Okay, One goes into your computer. The other goes into the uh, USB-C port on the left side of the display. And the display will be recognized as a removable USB drive. Okay. Now, you've got to have a micro SD card in there, right? And the other thing to remember is if you are using a screen reader with your PC, have speech turned on during this time. I apologize for that inconvenience, but while the unit is functioning as a removable device, as a removable memory device, it's not going to give you Braille output. It's one or the other. Okay. So we recommend you turn speech on before you start this process. Ron, okay. you have a hand. Absolutely. Go ahead, question. Mitchell, you may unmute. Hey, Ron, where does it save that on your computer when you export it from the display? Wherever you send it. You're using uh, this PC or my computer, so you're going to tell it where you want to place it, just like any other external drive. So if, you've, if you're going from the focus to your computer, you find, uh, you find the file that you want in the focus, you copy it, or cut it if you want, and then you would paste it to whatever folder you want on your computer's hard drive. 
Okay, that's if you do the the export feature from the display itself. N- no. Oh, oh, I see. If you no, this is this is if you're just grabbing the whole file. If you're using the export feature, you go to the export menu. Uh, then it's going to it's going to look to the computer as if you're brailing. Chunk, 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 chunk. You're brailing away. It doesn't really make that noise. It's my supplied sound effect. Sorry, <laughs> but it will it will send that. Um, those braille keystrokes upstream to the computer as if you're brailing. So you want to have a an edit field open and you want to have your screen reader set for contracted braille input for whatever flavor of contracted braille you've used in your note. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. Thanks. You're, you're very welcome. Um, on your computer, you're going to... Uh, this is for this is for moving a book or books into your focus braille display. I want to finish the process real quickly here. You'll find the files that you want to move to the uh, focus, uh, you know, one or many. Select them, copy them, and then you're going to using um, using your your file browser. You're going to navigate to the USB drive that is the focus braille display, and you're going to you're going to drill down through. You'll see the FSI file or folder. Sorry, you'll see the FSI folder. Within FSI, you'll see Focus 5. It's Focus number 5. Within that, you'll see Scratch Pad. And within Scratch Pad, you'll see um, the Books file, right? You'll want to place all of your Braille files into the Books folder. I keep saying file and I mean folder. You'll see the Books folder. And remember, you'll want to place your books into the Books folder because if the books are in the Books folder, then Scratchpad's able to remember where you left off reading, and it'll save your place. And then you'll just paste your files into the books folder. Okay. So Ron, you have another question. Oh, good. No, that's that completes the process for 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 bringing books in. Go ahead with the question, Jessica. You may unmute. Hi, Ron. Hi, Jessica. Welcome aboard. Thank you. My question <laughs> is the thing you talked about earlier: the thing in parentheses with the two dots. That thing is when you've gone to open, and you'll see it, yeah. What does that mean? What's its significance? I think they put it there as a placeholder. If you're seeing that, you know you need to arrow up or down with the rocker bar to look at your either the folder, books, or notes. Or once you're in books or notes, you're going to look at your files. Oh, okay, because I've seen that, and I'm like, what is this mm, thing for? It, it's just sitting there. I'm not sure what uh, significance it has other than I bet the development, the hardware development folks put it there. Um, so that you, well, one thing it will tell you, of course, is that you've actually invoked the open, uh, you know, process. You don't want it just to sit there and say open. So that blips up and you you know that you're going to use the rocker bar to go to the books or the notes folder. And then once there, once you press enter on books or notes, you're going to see that little uh, four cell symbol. I'm not even sure what to call it, that thing. <laughs> yeah. And you'll go looking for the files and then find the file you want and press enter to open them. Has okay. no other significance that, that that I know of. Okay. And is it true that what you type has to be in computer braille? Because I've typed all my notes in grade two, and I've never tried to export them. Now you've got me curious. It is not true unless unless when it asks you. When you do a new file and you do save for the first time, it says txt, y slash n, txt, yes or no? If you say yes and you opt to make it a dot txt file specifically a text file then it has to be in computer braille if you said no no i want it to be a braille file so it's a so it's it's one of our regular scratchpad.fnz files 
No, you can braille whatever you want because it doesn't care. It's not smart enough to know any better. It just memorizes the keystrokes. The thing to remember, Jessica, is when you do an export, let's say you did all of your notes, you wrote them in just regular old UEB, right? Unified English Braille Code. If you're using JAWS as your screen reader, for, for example, or if you're doing it onto your iPhone or iPad or whatever, you need to have your device that's being exported to Screen reader needs to be set up to accept input in, for in this example, uh, UEB code, right? It has to know right, what you're right. sending to it. Otherwise, you're going to get cartoon cuss words. <laughs> right. Well, I always save as TXT because I didn't know that. So okay, I'll know if, that for the future. Then. Yeah. If you've saved it as TXT, and that's, that's in, the, uh, it's in the documentation, we try to make that really clear. I'm sorry for the confusion. Yeah. If you're saving it as a text file, then you've got a text file full of of Braille symbols. Um, uh, let me uh, let me see how we're looking for time. Let me try something really quickly. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and open up my notes file. Yeah, you've got I'm about seven minutes, Ron. You're- yeah, I want to answer this a little more definitively, and maybe uh-huh. it'll help others as well. Uh-huh. So I went to File, opened up File, went to Save As, and it's asking, do you want to save that as text? Yes or no? I'm going to say yes now. And I'm going to call this uh, trans test because I don't know what else to call it. So it'll do a save. And it says file was saved. Okay. So now I've got a file that's in text mode. And it's still showing as computer Braille because it doesn't know any better. It's dumb, Jessica. It's, it's, you know. So when we export this, I've got the quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. In computer Braille symbols, I've got cartoon cuss words here. I've got... Uh, comma, exclamation point, space, QK, space, BR, oh, what is that, greater than, I don't know, I don't have this all memorized. No, BR, I don't know what an OW is right now. I apologize. Can't think that fast. Anyways, it's, it's if you do this in computer braille, you get bad stuff. So I, I've now got a file that is like what you've got. It's, it's full of, it's a, it's a text file full of grade two symbols, right? And I'm going to do another save as. So do the file menu down to save as, and it says text, yes or no. I'm going to say no. So now I'm telling it, no, this is going to be a regular, you know, FNZ file, just a brailled-in notes file. And my file name, very cleverly, is test2. And my file was saved, and now I have a computer braille in a regular uh, notes file, right? Okay, bear with me. Because the next thing I'm going to do is open up Scratchpad. And we're going to export to it and see what we get. You ready for this? <laughs> Here we go. And we'll export. And I'll see what I end up with, assuming it will do it for me. There we go. Let's look at what we got. Ah, it worked. Okay, Jessica, you ready? Hope you're still with me. So take those text files that have com- that have contracted Braille all brailled in them. Do a save as, and when it says txt question mark y slash n, tell it no, and then give it a file name that makes sense to you. Uh, I would recommend not duplicating the file name that you just opened. Call it, you know, that file. Uh, I don't know that file dash b. Just so you know, it's your your Braille version of the file. If you do what we just did, take your text files, save them as not text files in Scratchpad, in Scratchpad, then what you end up with is our regular Scratchpad files, 
which will export quite nicely. I used JAWS and Notepad with with JAWS set to contracted Braille input, and I got very nice back translation into my Notepad file. Hope that helped. That was going to be my next question is, what if I want these on my computer? Will Notepad open uh, whatever format? Okay, remember what I just said. You're going to use the export feature. You don't want to take your text files, which you've now filled full of contracted Braille symbols, because in UTF-8 plain text, it's cartoon curse words. It's just symbols and stuff all glopped on there. So I suggest you save them. Do a save as, so they're back as standard Scratchpad uh, notes files, and then use the export feature. Okay? All righty. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Awesome. Yeah, the results will be good. Sure. All right, Mr. Vaughn, you've got about four minutes. <laughs> yep. I don't think we can get very deep into any other stuff. Um, any other questions? No, sir. No, no more questions? Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I'll go back to my notes then. <laughs> there we go. Um, let's see what I can maybe talk about in the last few minutes. We talked about importing a file, opening a file. We've done all that good stuff. Oh, deleting a file. Let's do talk about that. So if I want to delete a file, again, you will go into the, you'll press the, um, sorry, I'm fat fingering what I'm doing here. I apologize. Never ask me to talk and type at the same time or talk in Braille. You press the menu button to go back to your menus and press enter on file and use your rocker bar. I, I rocker barred up. Can I say rocker barred? Can I make that a verb phrase? I, I press the rocker bar in the up direction because it's, then I only had to go over exit and delete. Press enter on delete. And it tells you to, <clears throat> excuse me, it tells you to select a file. So, and again, you have that funny little symbol that Jessica asked about. Arrow down to the file you want to delete. And I'm going to delete all of these test files that I just tried to do. And if I press enter on the file that I want to delete, it will say, are you sure? Y slash N. And I'm going to say, Y, I'll press the letter Y, the message file deleted shows up, okay? And in this instance, I was thrown back into the open file that I was in. I did not delete the file that I currently had open. But that's the steps for deleting a file, one that you don't want anymore or don't need anymore. Time to begin to wrap up. We're at Absolutely. Well, let me thank you. Yeah, thanks for letting me be here again this week. I hope to do it again. This was good stuff. A lot of stuff I didn't know. And that doesn't say much, but I didn't, and I'm glad to have it documented. So if I have questions, I can still call you, but at least I've got it in front of me. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Call me or send me an email. Absolutely. All right. Okay. Thanks, Sheila. And thanks, Ron. You are welcome. Have a great afternoon. And we're going to get this up into podcast land here in the next couple of hours or so. So be looking for it. Super. Thanks, everybody. Thank you.